Can we get a new year? Amen. Amen. A new year kind of amen. Amen. Because some we last saw each other last year. Can we just take this opportunity you just greet two or three people that you haven't seen this year yet and just wish them a blessed 2020. And the beginning of the year, it's always a blessed time, a good time, a time to even maybe make resolutions. Even people of this world, you find people saying, my resolutions for this year are this. Because we feel like when the other year passes and a new year comes, it's like it's time to readjust. You can reflect and say, am I where, am I where I'm supposed to be? Or do I need to make some adjustments? And this is the time. And I would say that when you make your adjustments, it's always good to think of spiritual adjustments too. Because we are so much concerned about, you will hear, my resolution for this year, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to do that. And you look throughout the list, there's nothing about God. There's nothing about your spiritual life. And what counts the most is your spiritual life, your relationship with God. Because if all is well in your spiritual life, in your relationship with God, the rest will fall into place. When, God say, when the word of God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you, it was exactly for that reason that sometimes our focus is in wrong places. We focus more on things than on the giver of things. Amen. So, I just want to say to you, maybe just even as a challenge, do you sometimes, like there are times sometimes when you feel like your spiritual life battery is a bit flat, needs a bit of recharging. You feel it's, it's like it's a bit flat, it needs a bit of recharging. Or sometimes you find even your prayer life, it's like now you're praying as a routine. You're not really praying because you know what you are doing and because you are excited to be in the presence of the Lord. And sometimes even coming to church becomes a routine. Praying becomes a ritual. In a way that you start realizing it's as if this Christian life is boring. Where am I really going? Amen. That is the time you need the Lord to refresh you. That is the time you need to refocus and see what God wants for you and to spend time in his presence. Throughout the December period, as I was seeking the face of the Lord, I really had a good time in the presence of the Lord. And uh, I can bet you there is no better place to be than to be in the presence of the Lord. That's why David says just a day in your presence is better than a thousand of days out there. Amen. The other thing you would find that even in our churches these days, focus is more on things than on the Lord himself. Either you are looking for this, that's why you're going to church. Or these people have promised you this, you'll get a lot of promises in churches. And that's why you're going to church, because you were promised this. You were told if you do this, you will get this. It's no longer about the master of the church himself. 
Amen? So I want you to reflect on that. Because it's as if, even in our churches, just think of the church as the church, the body of Christ, not a specific church. And think, what is the focus of the church? Is Jesus still the center of the church? When we say we are going to church, it's our focus that I want to hear what God will be saying. I want to minister to God. Or is it because I'm thinking of this, I want to do this, or just because it's a Sunday, I'm going to church? So I just want to say to you, we can no longer play church anymore. Amen? We can no longer play church. Sometimes you find that even this world, people of this world, they are very much, they are seeking the spiritual. Okay? And when they can't find it in church, they will go out there in the world. That's why we've got cults. They were supposed to find the spiritual in the church. They were supposed to say when they have come to church, they had an encounter with God. Now sometimes you find they come to church, but they have an encounter with people, not with God. They have an encounter with our programs, our structures, not with God. But we need an encounter with God. That's why I'm saying to you, sometimes there are even, I hear even this thing where people want to know about the future. I was born on such and such a day. This is my birthday. What's on for me for this year? Because people are seeking something. But they are not seeking the Lord himself. Amen? I want us to go to the book of Acts chapter 3. Because I believe that Acts chapter 3 Verse 19 to 21, we'll do it in the New King James Version. I believe that the Lord wants to revive his church. I believe that a great revival is coming. Amen. 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 And the church has to refocus. We have to refocus as individuals, and the church also has to refocus. So as the great revival is coming, the Lord does not necessarily need thousands of people to spark a revival. Many great revivals, it was just one person or just a group of few people who were passionate about God, who said we want to seek God. And I believe that we can be the catalyst of that revival. If we have our priorities in the right place, if our passion is the Lord himself, because every other thing will flow from his presence. Amen. We need that passion. Amen. I've made up my mind. (coughs) I've made up my mind. Tell your neighbor, I've made up my mind. I'm going to seek God with all my heart. The psalmist says, As a deer panteth for the waters, so my soul thirsts after you, O Lord. That's the right passion. Amen. Amen. So go to the book of Acts chapter 3, 19 to 21 in the New King James Version. Because it seems like there's a lot that we are missing. Our hearts are not in the right place at times. That's why sometimes we feel dry. So for me, as the Lord was working through this with me, actually I spent 
the whole of this week just in the presence of the Lord. It was very nice. It's really good to be in the presence of the Lord. To spend time with the Lord. You are even ahead of many things. Because when you spend time with the Lord, he will show you things to come. He will share some secrets with you. He will refresh you and you will always feel good. There may be challenges that you are facing, but because you are spending more time with the greater one, you are always encouraged. Acts chapter 3, 19 to 21, New King James Version. Okay. Repent therefore and be converted. So it seems like this, it's time to soul search. Check. Is everything still where it's supposed to be? Is my focus, my passion, and my attention still in the right place? Am I coming to church for the right reasons? Do I pray for the right reasons? Where is my focus? Maybe you look throughout this week since the year has begun. What have you been investing time in? Because sometimes we invest so much time on things that we miss the give of things. While if you invest time on the Lord himself, all these other things will be added unto you. Continue. Amen. He says, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Where does times of refreshing come from? So now, if you want to be refreshed, if you want to be revived, if you want to see things in a different light, you need to spend time in the presence of the Lord. He says, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When you are refreshed, it doesn't matter what things are going on around you. Your focus is in the right place. Continue. And when we sent Jesus Christ, who was Until the time of restoration of all things. So the Lord has already come, but heaven has to retain him until the time of restoration of all things. So as the Lord is refreshing us, he will also restore all things. And he's going to restore things even through us. So you are counted in. Don't count yourself out. Tell your neighbor you are counted in. Don't count yourself out. Even in the revival of these end times, the Lord is counting you in. Amen. May we be that spark of the revival that's coming in these last days. May it be that when people start thinking of Christians, they can see solution to their problems. Can they start seeing Jesus in us? Can they start experiencing God in our churches? Amen. And as the Lord is restoring things, as the Lord is reviving us, I'm stirred up, my heart is ready. To spend time in the presence of the Lord. And I'm calling on all of you to join me in this. That as we spend time in the presence of the Lord. You will see who God is. The Lord himself will manifest himself. You know that God is everywhere. Isn't it? At any time. 
But there is something, you see, we say God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. But there is something we call the presence of the Lord. Or the glory of the Lord. Or the concentrated manifestation of the Lord. Amen. Amen. During the time of the Israelites, the presence of the Lord was housed in the ark. They knew that if they had the ark of the covenant of the Lord, everything will be sorted. No enemy could stand before them because they had the presence of God. Amen. Amen. And that is what God wants with our lives these days. That we be passionate about him and he be the first priority in everything that we do. That all things will just emanate from there. Do it in the amplified um, X3, 19 to 21. So repent. Change your mind and purpose. Okay, change your mind and purpose. Mm. So when we reflect, each of you reflect on your spiritual life. Mm. Is it where it's supposed to be? Because as the Lord is getting us ready for this great end time revival, he wants the people whose hearts are hungry for him. Not hungry for things, but hungry for him. Amen. As a deer panteth for the waters, my soul panteth after thee. As I thirst for him, as I hunger for him, all these other things will be added unto me. I would rather spend time seeking the giver of things than seeking things. Amen. Amen. That I'm passionate about him. That he is my greatest lover. Amen. Those of you who have ever been in a relationship, first time that you thought, I love this person, and the person says yes, every time you think about that person, can that love for God be stirred up again? That indeed in your heart, you feel, I, the day cannot go by without me giving my beloved one a call. The day cannot go by without me Praying and spending time in his presence. Amen. The day cannot go by without me fellowshipping with him. Amen. Because I love him. Amen. I want to be with him. Amen. And by the way, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Amen. <coughs> Continue. Turn around and return to God. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing... Of recovering from the effects of heat. Okay. One definition of refreshing is recovering from the effect of heat. Mm. Yeah, if it's been hot, you need just to be in the presence of God. Amen. Then you can recover from the effects of heat. Amen. Whatever heat it is, you need the presence of God. Amen. Mm. Of reviving with fresh air. Yes, we need that revival with fresh air. And I believe that the revival of the Lord for this end time is coming. And God just needs those who are hungry for him. And he will spark that revival. You don't have to be a lot of people. You just have to be people with the right hearts. And when you do that, the Lord uses that to start that fire of revival. And things start cascading. And this world becomes swept by the revival of the Lord. Amen. And I believe the church of God, if you look at the church in the book of Acts and compare it with the church now, my thinking is that the church in the book of Acts 
was more advanced and more spiritual than the church now. That's my assessment. But I believe that when the Lord says he's coming back for a church, for a glorious church, without any spot or wrinkle, I believe the church in the last days will be far better off than the church Amen. during the time of Acts. Amen. And that revival is needed. Amen. And God can count on some of us who are hungry for him. That indeed even signs and wonders will start being a routine among us. Because God himself will be in the house. Amen. Continue. That times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. Okay, times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. So there is no other secret but the presence. The manifested glory, the manifested presence of God. That's why our theme for this year is times of refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. And as we spend more time in his presence, you will see what God does. As we are more interested in him than in things, you will see things will come our way. Things will follow us anyway because our hearts will be at the right place. Mm -hmm. And that he may send to you the Christ, the Messiah, who was before, who before was designated and appointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven must receive and retain until the time for the complete restoration of all that God spoke. Okay. Heaven must retain Jesus mm. until the time when everything is restored. Mm. So some of you, you are looking around and you're seeing the church doesn't seem to be at the place where it should be. The Lord says he's coming for a glorious church. So it means the Lord himself is making sure that he brings this end time revival. That his church will indeed be glorious. His church will indeed be victorious. That everything will be restored in the name of Jesus. Go to the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, New King James Version. Because indeed, these things will not work out with our routine programs. Like I say, sometimes people come, either they come to you or they come to church, but they have no encounter with God. That's why people can play church. You find people playing church. You find even people saying, I can do this as long as the pastor doesn't see me. That's playing church. It means you haven't had an encounter with the Lord himself. But he says heaven must retain Jesus until everything is restored. And as we spend time in his presence, we will experience this mighty revival that is coming. I can hear the sound of the mighty revival coming. And I don't want to miss out on this. I'm passionate about God. I'm passionate about God. And it will involve a lot of sacrifice. If you are hungry for something, if you are passionate about something, you sacrifice a lot of things, you seek that which you are heading for. Read it, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, New King James Version. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. 
Ask your neighbor, are you hungry? For the things of God. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So it means, if you are really hungry, you are going to do everything you can to make sure that you experience him more and more. You are going to do everything you can, even if it means some sacrifices. Some of the things that we hold on to so dearly, they are not as important as we think. The devil deceives us and make us focus on things more than on the master himself. There was a time when Paul realized that actually I have so many achievements. In the world standards, there's a lot of things that I can boast about. But he says, all these things, I count them as nothing. If I compare this with my passion, my desire to know the Lord. Let's go for it. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 7 to 14, we'll still do it in the New King James Version. Because I can see that when you have this hunger, you should be prepared to make some sacrifices. You should be prepared to say, this might have looked very important to me, but when I compare it with my passion for the Lord, this one cannot compare with. Amen. Even the things that we spend most of our times with, It's not that they are bad things. The things that you are spending most of your time with. It's not that they are bad things. Okay? But if they are going to take the place of God, then they are not doing you any good. Amen. So listen to Paul. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 14, the New King James Version. But what things were gained to me, this I have counted loss for Christ. Okay. Did you hear that statement? He says, but what things were gained to me? What were the things that you were taking, holding so precious? He says, the things that I used to hold so precious, I count them as loss for the sake of Christ. Because I realize most of these achievements, most of these things that we count so precious, they end up taking our attention from the master himself. Continue. Yet, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, Mm -hmm. for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, Mm. and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. You can see that Paul here was determined. He was saying, all these things that I used to think they are very important, I count them now as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. I have changed my focus now. I want you, God. I want you, Jesus. I want more of you, more of your presence in my life. It's more about you. It's all about you. I want you more in my life. I want you more in our churches. Amen. 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 So that this world can have hope again in the church. So that this this world can have hope again and see light in the church. And may the church of God become that Bethel. That place of the presence of God. Continue. And be found in him. Not having my own righteousness. Which is from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. That I may know him. Okay. That I may know him. 
I want to ask you a question. Do you think when Paul was saying this, he had not known Christ yet? Because some of you, we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Some of us, we are even baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But he says, I really want to know him. I really want to know him that all these other things that I used to treasure so much, that were even taking time for me, I'm saying I'm determined. I want to know him. The power of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. Because as much, you see, there's a difference between knowing about somebody and knowing somebody. If you read about somebody, you know about them. If you hear about somebody, you know about them. Only when you have a personal encounter with somebody, you know them. Amen. So if I say I know about so and so, we usually say we know them. But you don't really know them. You know about them. Because you never had a personal encounter with them. So Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I really want to know him. Continue. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already attained. Okay. He says not that I've already attained. So he is starting as the apostle himself. It's like me even being your pastor saying, not that I've already attained. So it makes all of us to say there's still more. Amen. He says not that I've already attained because sometimes you come in your Christian walk and you, you relax and you just rest and you don't do anything. You are no longer passionate. You have lost your first love. He says, not that I've already attained or already been perfected. Mm -hmm. Or I'm already perfected, but I press on. Amen, but I press on. Can we say, I press on? When you are pressing on, even if there is resistance, but you say, this is my resolution for the year. I'm going to press on. This is my resolution for the year. I'm going to spend time in the presence of the Lord. This is my resolution for the year. Nothing will matter anymore but God's presence. Because if I can get hold of him, be like Jacob. You remember Jacob when he wrestled with the the angel of the Lord. He says, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. I want you. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Continue. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Yes, I'm not counting myself to have already achieved it. Mm. And I'm saying all of us, let's have that hunger, that passion of saying, I am not counting myself to have already apprehended or achieved it. There's still much more. There's still much more. There's still much more to hunger for. There's still much more to desire. There's still much more of God than I can comprehend. Amen. 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 Because I believe that the church of God in these last days should be far much better than the church of God even in the book of Acts. But I'm not seeing that yet. But if the Lord says he's coming for a glorious church 
a victorious church, a church without any spot or wrinkle. I believe that a great revival is needed in the church. And the revival of the Lord is coming. And who of you are ready to join in in this revival? That God can use us as catalysts of his revival in the last days. He says, not that I've already apprehended or already contained it. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do, Mm. forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Yes, I want to reach. You see, some of you, you look back and you say, yeah, I know I have had this achievement or I think I haven't been doing well. Maybe I started well in my passion and my love for God, but when I look back now, I can see the past few years, it hasn't been where I'm supposed to be. I'm forgetting those things that are behind. Now I want to reach forth to things ahead. I've been revived now as the Lord is refreshing me. As the Lord is bringing revival, he starts by reviving me as an individual. Continue. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So he says, I press toward the goal. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. As for me, when the Lord was sharing this with me, I really felt there's a lot of things that would have to be (coughs) counted as nothing. Yeah, I want to spend time in the presence of God. I want to spend time in the presence of God. I want more of him. I want more of him. Yes, I just want to be in your presence. Amen? Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Exodus. Because this will involve seeking God diligently. I know that, okay, let me say this to you. I know that you can pray anytime, anywhere. And sometimes I pray even when I'm driving. Sometimes you can pray while you are busy doing other things. That's fine. But that's not the seeking God that I'm talking about. Amen. I'm talking about that time when you say you put out everything aside. Everything aside. I just want to have time with you. You know when somebody is, is talking with you but they are busy with other things. You know they are not there with you, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody is talking with you but they are busy other things. They are busy washing dishes but they are talking with you. I'm saying that's fine. I do that also at times. But that's not the seeking God that I'm talking about. <clears throat> Amen. Talking about, look at this. We're going to learn this from Moses. We look at how they used to do it. Actually, <coughs> yeah, I think this week she was surprised. There were times when, when the pastor was not in the room where he is supposed to be. Yeah. He was in the tent of meetings. Mm. Say, mommy, I'm not available. Going to the tent of the meeting. Some of you are blessed with more spaces that you could have a separate space for you and God. Look at this. Exodus 33 from 7 to 16 in the Amplified Version. Exodus 33, 7 to 16 Amplified. 
Now Moses used to take his own tent and pitch it outside the camp. Far off from the camp. Okay. Moses used to take his own tent, pitched it out far off from the camp. Mm -hmm. And he called it the tent of meeting of God with his own people. Repeat that sentence. <clears throat> Listen this to this closely. Because I want you to, if you want to experience God, the presence that I'm talking about, it's not the presence in a daily routine. Okay? Is this thing where you say, I want to put these things aside. I, I just want a time. I want that secret place. I want that closet. And he called it... The no, tent. no, repeat from the beginning. Now Moses... Now Moses used to take his own tent and pitch it outside the camp, hmm. far off from the camp. He pitched it outside the camp, far off from the camp. Far off from the maiden crowd. Far off from everybody else. I'm going to pitch it there. And I'm calling it the tent of meeting. The tent of meeting where God meets with his people. Okay? I told you that God is everywhere. God is in our hearts. As children of God. Amen? But I'm talking about much more than that. I'm talking about the glory of the Lord. I'm talking about the manifested presence of God. I'm talking about that manifested presence of God that when you come out of that place, you become like Moses who when he came to the people, people could see his face radiating with the glory of God. And they noticed that he was in the presence of God. If you look at the book of Acts, you will hear the Bible saying, and sometimes Peter would just be walking and the shadow of Peter will touch the sick and they would get healed. That's the kind of glory I'm talking about. And then the Bible says, sometimes even handkerchiefs and, and, and aprons would be taken and if they touch Paul's body and they are taken to the sick people and the sick people get healed. That's the glory I'm talking about. Amen. It comes. It says, now Moses used to take out his own tent and pitch it outside the camp. Can you take your own tent also and pitch it somewhere? Pitch it somewhere and say, this is my meeting place with the Lord. I know I pray everywhere. I do everything everywhere. Sometimes, did you find, did, have you noticed? Sometimes when you pray in your bed most of the time, there are times sometimes when you can sleep while you are still praying. Because that's not the meeting place. Amen. We can pray anywhere, anytime, and that's what we should do. But I'm talking about much more than that. If we are seeking this revival of the Lord, we need this where Moses used to take his own tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp. And he called it the tent of meeting of God with his own people. Mm-hmm. And everyone who sought the Lord went out to that temporary tent of the meeting which was outside the camp. Okay. Everyone who sought the Lord. If you were seeking the Lord, you had to go to the tent. Amen. The place of meeting with the Lord. 
Amen. Amen. May we have such. May we have times when you say, I know I can pray anywhere. I can have time everywhere with the Lord. But I want to have my place of tent, my special place. Amen. To an extent that sometimes even when we say it's hour of prayer, Fridays, this place should be full. So I'm going to, I'm going to the tent. Amen. Amen. I want you to be so passionate this year that when we say it's Friday hour of prayer, you're coming here. Actually, we're going to start, I've started mine. Unfortunately, I didn't include you in it since the end of last year. And even now, I was still busy in my tent. But we've organized also a tent for you. I think we need, yeah, we can't do it tomorrow, Mr. Intention. Let's do it for them from the 13th, from next week, Monday. Let's have our week of prayer. Amen. Amen. And we need to have this passion to say, I'm going to the tent. Tent of meeting. I know I can meet God anywhere. I can talk to God anywhere. But I want this special moment where I will be so much determined. And everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tent of meeting. Mm -hmm. When Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people rose and stood. Every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he had gone into the tent. Hmm. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud will descend and stand at the door of the tent. And the Lord will talk with Moses. I like this. If you are going to go to the presence of God and say, Father, I want to spend time with you. The glory of the Lord will be manifested where you will be. The Bible says, as Moses entered the tent, saying, I'm coming to meet with you, Lord. The clouds, the pillar of clouds would descend. The Lord himself will say, I want to manifest my presence. Amen. Amen. Because I can see the hunger. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mm -hmm, Continue. And all the people saw the pillar of cloud stand at the tent door. Mm. And all the people rose up and worshipped, every man at his tent door. And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, as a man speaks to his friend. You see, that's what happens when you spend time in the presence of the Lord. Where you can talk to God as if you are talking to a friend. Amen. Talk to God as if you are talking to a friend. And God will let us in, even in his secrets, for what he wants to do in these last days. When I say that when the Lord laid this in my heart about this end time revival that's coming, I realize that this presence of the Lord is key to that. Because otherwise it will be man-made revivals. If you look at the church in the day we're living in, people are doing things to try and, and, and masquerade the presence of God. It's man-made revival. But if we spend time in the presence of God, if we spend time in this tent of meeting and saying, Lord, I'm meeting with you. Lord, I just want to spend time with you. He will show us things to come. He will direct us. The Bible says, surely the sovereign Lord will do nothing on earth except he first reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Continue. Moses returned to the camp, but his minister, Joshua, son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the temporary prayer tent. 
Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you said, I know you by name, and you have, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you. Okay. Show me now your way, that I may know you. You see what he's looking for? He doesn't say, show me your works. Some of you are seeking the hand of God. You are not seeking his face. Okay? The difference between the hand of God and the face of the Lord. The hand of God is you seeking for what God can give you. You are seeking for his deliverance. Okay? When you seek his face, you are seeking him. When you seek... So the Bible says, God revealed his ways to to Moses and to the children of Israel, his works. Okay? So let's go beyond just the works, beyond the hand. Amen. Amen. He says, show me your way that I may know you. Where did you hear these words, that I may know you? Paul. Didn't you hear that in Philippians? It's the same thing. That I may know you. Why is it that the church is no longer hungry to know the Lord more? We need that revival. We need that restoration. He says, show me your way that I may know you. Mm -hmm. Show me your way that I may know you. Progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with you. Yes. You see, they use the word intimate there. So that I may become intimately acquainted with you. I want to know you. I don't just want to hear about you. I want to know you. I believe that if we as individuals can have that hunger, we've got that passion, the church of God will be revived. The church of God will again be that place of hope for the world. That when people come to our churches, they will experience God. Continue. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding more strongly and clearly, and that I may find favor in your sight. And Lord, do consider that this nation is your people. And the Lord said, my presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. I want you to listen to those words. My presence. So if we say God is everywhere, why does he say my presence shall go with you? So this is different from God being omnipresent. Okay? He says, my presence, my glory, my manifested presence will go with you. Amen. Amen. When Moses will go to the tent, the clouds would descend. Okay? He says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So when you are in the presence of the Lord, you will be refreshed. You will have that rest. My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. We need that rest. We need that refreshing. God says my presence is what will make the difference. Moses, God could have said, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. But all those things will not mean anything if my presence is not there. 
you need me. Amen. Amen. My presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. And Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. You can see how Moses knew the presence of the Lord. Moses knew that even if God is omnipresent, but there is something we call the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. If you look, the Israelites understood this. You remember the name Ichabod? When the Ark of the Covenant was taken away, he was captured. And Hophni and Phineas were killed. And Eli, the, 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 the father of Hophni and Phineas, died. And when they told the wife who was giving birth, the wife of Phineas, who was giving birth, instead of her getting excited about the, the baby that was born, they said, don't despair, the baby is born. She despaired because she says, the glory has departed. Ichabod. The glory has departed. And I believe that is what those of us who are passionate about God, when we look at the church in these last days, we should say, this is not how the church should be like. God, can you use me to be one of those that will be passionate, seeking your face every day, that you can spark your end time revival, that indeed the church would be what it should be, a glorious church. Amen. Continue. For by, for by what shall it be known that I and your people have found favor in your sight? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the other people upon the face of the earth? Yes. So he says, what will distinguish us? What distinguishes the church from other organizations? The presence of God. If the church does not have the presence of God, it's not different from a political party. That's why you've got factions. You'll have a faction of this pastor or the faction of this elder or the faction of that person. Because the presence of God has departed. The glory has departed. He says, how will we be distinguished from the world unless your presence is with us? So the presence of God is what distinguishes us from the world. And that is what should count more than anything else. Otherwise, the church will be like a society. Yes. But if the church can have that presence of the Lord again. But sometimes you come to the presence of the Lord, you come to church, and you just feel, I came here with a heavy load on my shoulders. But as the service was progressing, as things were going on, I just started feeling in my heart that the Lord is offloading some things. I started just feeling that I'm getting lighter and lighter. I could connect with God. I do not know exactly what I can't point at it, but I just know I'm different now. Amen. I just feel I'm refreshed now. Amen. Amen. So he says the presence will distinguish, will distinguish us from the world. But this thing of taking the tent, your own tent outside the camp, making sure I want to go there. I want to spend time with the Lord. I know I can talk to God anytime, anywhere. That's fine. I do that too. But I'm saying that's not what I'm talking about now. 
Talking about that diligently seeking him. Diligently seeking him. Earnestly seeking him. Amen. Because sometimes. Okay, let's go to the book of Matthew 6, 6 amplified. But when you pray, go into your most private room. Okay. Just repeat that. Because actually when I looked at this, now that, you see, when the Lord was dealing with me with this taking, pitching your tent, this scripture became more real now. It was revealed in a certain way. Okay? I want you to listen to this. Now, you will understand it in a fresh light. When you pray. But when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father. Okay. When you pray, go into your most private room. Why do you need that privacy? There are times if you are really passionate about God, if you really want the Lord, the, the presence of God, to really experience God, that you say, God, I'm giving you my undivided attention. I know if I pray while I'm watching TV, my attention is divided. If something goes on on TV, I'll quickly shout there what's happening on TV. It means my heart is not fully with the Lord. I want time with the Lord. Did you know? But some of you, you can have a closet, a private room in your own places. Amen? The essence is you need to have a, a private moment where it's just you and your God. Okay? When you have that, when you have that passion, you will experience the presence of God. And he says, he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Do you see this? This is Jesus himself. Now if Jesus could do that, how much more you and I? Because God really is, he wants time with you. He wants time with his people. He is, he is like a jealous lover who says, you said you are my bride. I want you. I want to share some things with you. I can see many people are busy with their things. They are busy with things. People of the world are busy with things. But can there be those people who are always passionate about me? Go to the book of James. James chapter 4. Verse 5 to 10 in the message translation. James chapter 4. Five to ten in the message translation. I just need to explain this so that you understand our theme for the year. We'll do it this week and next week. And if those who would not be back by next week, I think they would need to get the media people make sure that the both the videos and the audios of these messages are well recorded and well kept, so that the rest of our people who are not yet back may not miss out on this. Because as we are going to move through this year, the presence of the Lord will be our theme. So when we are in his presence, we will always be refreshed. We want more of him. We want more of him and may he continue.
to reveal himself. James chapter 4, 5 to 10. <coughs> amplified. A message. Does it start with his and you suppose? And you suppose, yes. And do you suppose? And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it that he's a fiercely jealous lover. Okay, repeat that. Repeat the kind of God. Hear what the kind of God you have. Uh -huh. What does the proverb say? That he is a fiercely jealous lover. He is a fiercely jealous lover. He wants you. He wants your undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. Yes. What he gives in love is far better than anything else you will find. So rather, have time with him. Mm -hmm. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willing humble. Mm. So let God work his will in you. Mm. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quick yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Amen. So he says, yell a loud no to the devil and he will scamper. <clears throat> Resist the devil and he will flee. Say a quiet yes to the Lord and he will manifest himself. He will manifest himself. When he sees that your heart is ready for him, he will manifest himself. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> quit dabbling in sin. Mm. Purify. So, <clears throat> quit dabbling in sin. So this presence, you're not going to be experiencing it if you keep on dabbling in sin. Mm -hmm. Purify your inner life. Mm. Quit playing the field. Quit playing the field. So that's why I said you can't play church anymore. You can't play Christianity anymore. Be serious. Mm -hmm. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Yes. Get serious. Really serious. Amen. The fun and games are over. Tell somebody next to you, the fun and games are over. It's time to seek the Lord. Get serious. Really serious. Amen. Get down on your knees before the master. Is the only way you'll get on your feet. Amen. 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 I'm excited about this. And thank you for those of you who are catching up. Because God is really a fiercely jealous lover. He wants to spend time with us. And he wants our undivided attention. He says it's no longer time to play games. Get serious. Get serious. Don't ever take your relationship with God for granted anymore. You know that if you take your Christianity or your relationship with God for granted, even people around you will take it for granted. Do you know that sometimes some of you, when you've got visitors, you don't go to church? <laughs> Pastor, I couldn't come to church. I had a visitor. And what, what message are you say, saying to your visitor? You are more important than me going to church. That's what you're telling them. We need to be serious. We need to say, I want to give God my undivided attention. 
not going to take my Christianity for granted anymore. I'm passionate about God. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 in the message. Because this is about us checking on ourselves. Is my heart in the right place? Am I hungry for God or am I hungry for things? When I go to church, am I seeking for things or am I seeking God? When people come to church, will they meet God? Will they have a God encounter? In the last days that we are living in, can people have hope in the Lord? Can people see Jesus in my life? 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, the message. Test yourself. Test yourself to make sure you are solid in the faith. Yes. Can each of you test yourself to make sure you are solid in the faith? You test yourself. You know how your relationship with God is like. So as we are getting ready for this end time revival, God wants us. He wants to use whoever of us is available. And many revivals that you will hear of in recent past, in church history, they didn't come out of very highly esteemed clergy people. It was simple lay people who were hungry for God. Amen. Hungry for God. And you say, I've got hunger for God. Lord, I'm available. Use me. I want to spend time in your presence. I want to hear from you. I want to know you better. Continue. Test yourself to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Yes. There are some people who are now just drifting along, taking things for granted. Assess yourself. Each of you, assess yourself. Have I been just drifting along, taking things for granted? Drifting along, taking things for granted. It's time to be revived now. Things are different now. This is 2020. The, the year of refreshment in the presence of the Lord. We are going to be revived. We are going to be restored. Amen. Those who are now just drifting along, it's no longer time to drift along. Amen. It's time to be passionate about God. Amen. As the deer panteth for the waters, my soul panteth for you, O oh God. Amen. Give yourselves regular checkups. Yes. Give yourselves regular checkups. The reason why you're drifting sometimes, you won't even know you are drifting if you don't check. Okay? That's why when the Bible talks about you have lost your first love. If you don't keep on checking, is my zeal for the Lord, is my passion for God still the way it has been all the time? Is it growing? Is it getting more intense? Or am I just drifting along? Mm -hmm. You need first health evidence. Not mere hearsay that Jesus Christ is in you. Mm. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Amen. Tell your neighbor we're going to do something about it. Yeah, we've got to do something about it. It cannot be business as usual. Amen. We want this presence of God. And actually God himself is the one who says we must seek him. 
You see, how God works is, he works according to what he has given us, according to the word he has given us. God could have said everything worked the way he wants it to work, but he tells us, do this to get this, or this to do that, do that. He says, one example, he says, your father knows what you need, but ask. You don't say, because God knows, I won't ask. He still wants you to ask, even if he knows what you need. Amen? That's how he works. So now look at this. Go to the book of Psalms 27 verse 8. Let's begin our descent. So we are starting to descend now. So that then for today we'll get a place where we will land it and continue with it next week so that you understand this theme well. The presence of the Lord. Psalms 27 verse 8 in the Amplified Version. You have said, Seek my face, inquire for, and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek. Inquire for, and require of necessity, and on the authority of your word. Did you get that? So let's take it step by step. Psalmist says, Lord, you have said, seek my face. The Lord himself said, seek my face. You remember when Moses also said, show me your way. And then we're seeking the face of God, not the hand of the Lord. Because the hand of the Lord is what God can give you or the deliverance that God gives. But that is secondary. The primary thing is God himself. Okay? You have said, seek my face. Inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. Did you get that? Require my presence as your vital need. Do you have it projected? Okay. So Amplified 27 verse 8. We'll do it again. You have said, seek my face. Inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. When you say something is vital, I cannot do without. Okay? You have said, seek my face. Require my presence as your vital need. That's what I'm going to do. It will involve a lot of sacrifices, but I want you, God. I want to experience you, oh God. And he says, when you said that, my heart says to you, your face... Your presence, Lord, will I seek. I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to seek your presence on the basis of your word. Amen. I'm going to seek. I'm going to spend time in your presence. And as I spend time in your presence, I know that moments, times of refreshing will come from your presence. In a way that it will no longer... You see, the reason why sometimes you find that Christianity becomes like a very heavy life is because we're trying to make it on our own. All you need is just be in the presence of the Lord. Be like a child in the presence of your father. And then the Lord will work it out for you. Amen. The Lord will minister to you and reveal himself to you. Go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. We'll do it in the Amplified. Because this thing of seeking the Lord 
You've got to do it diligently. Doing it with all your heart. Okay? I can teach you the word. I can pray for you. But I can't have, make you have passion for the Lord. I can instill in you the hunger for God. You need God himself. That's why even when we minister, we depend on the Holy Spirit to minister and make this word real in your, in your life. As I'm ministering, I believe that the Holy Spirit is confirming this word in some of your hearts and saying, don't be left out. It's worth all the sacrifices that you have to make because you are really passionate about this God. I'd rather be in your presence than a thousand days out there. Hebrews eleven six 6 Amplified. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever will come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Yeah. So today I'm not talking the faith part. I'm talking about the seeking the Lord part. So he says those who come to him must believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently and earnestly seek him out. Diligently and earnestly seek him out. You're seeking him out with all your heart. Saying, Lord, I'm chasing after you with all my heart. I want your presence. I want to experience you. And when you do that, when you spend that time in his presence, then you experience him, and then his glory can be manifested through you. Lives can be tied and changed through you. But it's something that you have to do it with all your heart. It's not a half-hearted devotion. I told you that you can pray while washing dishes, isn't it? We can pray while driving. But that's half-hearted. It's fine. We do that. That should be the bonus, the extra time. But you need time where you pitch your tent. The tent of meeting. Okay? Jeremiah 29 verse 13. Amplified still. Then you will then you will seek me, inquire for and require me as a vital necessity, hmm. and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. So if you search me with all your heart. If you search me with all your heart. Amen. If you search for me with all your heart. You will find me. You will experience my presence. You will experience my glory. You will experience those times of refreshing. So today what I've been mainly focusing on. Is this passionate need for, for, for the presence of God. But obviously when you spend time in his presence and you are soaked with his presence, his glory is manifested in you and now his glory can go and touch people out there. So when we pick it up next week, 
We are going to continue where now, because of this constant presence of the Lord in our lives, what does it mean now to the world? What does it mean now to the people around us? I gave you the examples. I said when, when Moses spent time in the presence of the Lord, he, he, when he, he spent 40 days and 40 nights with God. When he moved from there, when he came with the tablets, the Bible says his face was shining. And, and, and Aaron and the people could see that the face of, the, of Moses is shining by the glory of God. And he had to take the veil and, and covered himself. I told you that with Peter, it was time when the glory of God was so much manifested in their lives that the Bible says they brought the sick so that even just when Peter passes by, the shadow of Peter would touch the sick and they would get healed. With Paul, they brought handkerchiefs and aprons that they just touched the body of Paul. And this, if they are taken to sick people, sick people will get healed. Okay? But it shouldn't start there. It should start in the presence. Because the problem is, if we start with signs and wonders, if we start with things, we are going to be confused because there are many false prophets even in the last days. But if it emanates from the presence of the Lord, if it emanates from the hunger for God, and then it's, an, it's, it's a byproduct of my spending time with the Lord, then the world will be changed. The world will be changed. The world will know Jesus as Lord. Amen. The world will look at the church as the place of hope again. Amen. The Lord will be ready to come back for his glorious church. A church without spot or wrinkle. Amen. The church will be that Bethel again. The place of the presence of God. Amen. Did you get something? Amen. Are you stirred up? Amen. Is your do you have more hunger for the Lord? Amen. Are you going to pitch your tent outside the camp and say, I want this private time with the Lord. I want to experience his presence. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. If, if I've been drifting along, I'm stopping that. It's no longer time to play church. It's no longer time to pray just as a ritual. But it is time to be passionate about God. As the deer panteth for the waters, my soul panteth for you, O God. I'm going to give you time and we stand up and talk to the Lord the way that you had this word. And as you make your resolutions, if there are things that the Lord has stirred in your heart and you were feeling, I want to spend time in his presence. Lord, help me. The fire that you are igniting in me now, let it not die down through the year. I want more of you. So you will stand up and we're going to thank God for the word that we've heard. But at the same time, you can make some declarations before God for the new year. And I would say that your most important declaration should be about your spiritual walk with the Lord. And when you've done that, then you can enlist the others. Other many things that you are looking for from God this year. But let it starts from the presence of God, that place of refreshing. Amen. Can we do that? Stand up. Thank God for the word that we've heard. But 
Tell God what you want to tell him about 2020. As we say 2020, times of refreshing coming from the presence of the Lord. We want to experience your glory, O God. We want to experience your glory in our own individual life. But we want to experience your glory even in the church. So that the church of God can take its rightful place. So that the things that we've been hearing about church, that has to go and what should come up more about church should be that is the presence of the Lord. That is the place where the world can have hope again. And then when you do that, and when you spend time in the presence of God, I'm telling you, even on your own individual capacity, spend time in the presence of God, then the glory of the Lord will be manifested in your own life, but also in the lives of people around you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We exalt your holy name. Thank you.